Good morning and welcome back to the Living Every Now podcast. My name is Jake. And my name is Will. And uh, we're going to try and illuminate or learn tools and ideas that are going to help us live happier, more present, um, more intentional lives. Cool. Yeah. For How are you part. doing today? I'm doing really Mr. good. Jacob. I'm doing really good. I went out last night, so I'm feeling a little um, under the weather in that aspect. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> um, but we, um, we've been chugging water all morning and cold brew. That mix is deadly, like in a good way. Goodly deadly. Goodly deadly. So today I want to talk about something that has um, been a part of my life for a long, long time. And where I got it from is kind of funny. Uh, but the principle is called know your why. And what it boils down to, like most things that we talk about, is um, being intentional. So knowing your why is just about when you're doing something new, hey, why? <laughs> why am I doing this? And asking yourself that sort of question and, and putting your life in a framework to support asking yourself that question in Everything that you do. So do you mean it literally like you ask yourself why and then you answer it? So I I sort of explicitly answer the question with a reason, but I definitely, I think we kind of touched on this in a personal conversation about knowing your why at some point or another, but I don't like, I, I prioritize asking this question on the really, really important things in my life and not so much on the trash can lid being a certain way. Okay. When after I take the trash out. <laughs> that makes sense. If that makes sense. So so sometimes when I'm and I I don't know at what spectrum and scale I should be asking this question on everything in my life. Part of me wants to believe that I should be asking this on every single thing that I do. Um and really having a reason for everything I do because I think I live a more present life by being intentional about what I'm doing. And yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think it's served me well. I'm sure there's holes in this that I hope you can poke, but knowing your why, that's that's okay. here. That's yeah. it. So I learned about this from Simon Sinek, but where did you learn about it? From? Oh, right. This motherfucker. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, he's he's cool. But um I I didn't I knew I knew about this principle way before this book came out. So everybody's had this book came out start with why. Now everybody attributes being intentional to Simon Sinek or however you say his name. Um, but I got this from, and this is really funny. But uh, do you know Robert Griffin the third, RG three, the quarterback? Nope. Okay, so he was the number one or number two draft pick in the same year Andrew Luck was drafted for the Colts. So who does RG3 play for? He now plays for the Ravens, but he was like the highly touted quarterback. He won rookie of the year that year for the Washington Redskins. Oh, um, yeah, never heard of him. He won the Heisman that same year too um, as the quarterback of Baylor. And okay. at the time of my life that I was, I was uh, at the time of my life that I had, um, learned this from him, I was on the pursuit of being a good quarterback in high school and I naturally had a lot of quarterback role models that I was looking to to learn from etc in his Heisman like hype video and BTS more or less for who is RG3 um who is this kid he was a military kid too he had a lot of he had good parenting and he was a stellar on the football field 
uh, kind of dual threat um, running and throwing and just doing doing a lot of great stuff on the field. But his off the field presence was um, like he would write things down and, and tape them to his wall. And that's what you've seen me have that like on almost every room. I haven't done that yet here in this room, but every room I've ever lived in, I've had um, sayings on the wall and I took that from him and it, they're basically more or less affirmations. Like one, like a quote you'd get from someone else you'd put on the wall or something you say to yourself? Something you say to yourself. So they, give me an example. They could be, they could be um, um, quotes or something like that, but you, you're trying to tell yourself these things all the time and you're trying to keep them front of mind. So, so um, one I really like that Kendrick says actually is stay in the f- fucking saddle, um, which was something I wrote down at some point. Um, consistent, con- you are consistent. Uh, is stay in the saddle of, you know, rodeo bull riding reference? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> like, like uh, I guess it um, amounts to during hard times, like, Grinning oh, okay. through it, yeah. grinning and bearing. Hold it. on to the bull. Yeah, more. So the point of any of this was one of the things he wrote down was it was like speed. I am speed. You know, I am strong. Lightning <laughs> <laughs> <Kerchow>. McQueen. Kerchow. <laughs> um, and I might I be quoting him wrong, but the one that really stuck out to me was know your why, and that was his personal motto. Much like our personal motto is living every now. For so, what that amounted to for me was and because of that positive influence in my life I adopted it and started writing it down for myself in my own locker and in my in my football locker and then it kind of transcended and and that was the um planting of the seed for that idea in my life but it's definitely taken on a more vast and even more intentional meaning as I've gotten older and understand and or understood intention more. So I got it from RG3, the quarterback. This <laughs> is the story. Very interesting. So do you have an answer to the question? If someone said, Jake, what is your why? Yes, definitely. Um, What's your answer? <laughs> so my why is I, I want to leave the world better than I found it because that's uh, personally fulfilling and good and for the good of man is is kind of my thing like my whole my my biggest goal in life is to be leave this place and environment and every step of the way I'm in every environment every setting better than I found it there's probably holes in that at some level especially on the smaller environments but I think from a macro perspective I'm trying to do good and the reason is is because it's not only personally fulfilling but I think that there's impact um for the good of all if I can do that. Hmm. I think it's cool that you could kind of ask why recursively on that question. So like, why is that fulfilling to you? And right. then the answer to that, like, why, why are you that way? Yeah. Um, so this is oddly kind of a tool to get to know yourself. Totally. Um, totally. I haven't really thought about that though. But yeah, that's it. That's an interesting perspective, but I feel, I feel like, Ultimately, if you keep asking yourself why enough recursively, you kind of get to why am I the way I am? And that that answer is always just going to be influence. And it's hard to pick out like, oh, this event triggered me to act this way. And, you know, me getting punched in the face by my dad or something like that made me act like this. Or You know what I mean? Like it, it boils down to you were influenced 
and this is who you are. You you are an amalgamation of your influences yeah. at the end of the day. So it, it does boil down to that at, uh, at least if you dig deep enough. Mm-hmm. But the the really the real power is it in it is saying, oh, I want to be a musician. Why? Why do you want to be a musician, Jake? And so I have to say, well, I think I have the tool set. I think I have. I think this is something that comes natural to me, and thus or not and thus, but thus, I can use that tool set to reach my bigger goal, which is to leave the world better than I found it. This is, I'm highly, I'm highly skilled in this area and I can see myself doing this with, while loving it and, you know, all these other factors, but I can, I have a reason for the reason I want to be a musician. I have a reason for the, uh, I have a reason for wanting to be financially prudent and wanting to have financial freedom. All these things have reasons so when you think about it specifically from the music example Uh is it top down where you're saying i want to make an impact in the world and then how can i do that you chose music or was it bottom up where like you enjoyed music you had this goal to make the world better and then you connected the two kind of after you already realized you wanted to go into music so it was it was top it was a little bit of both because i got to a certain point where I'd always had this goal from for as literally as long as I can, re- can remember I wanted to make the world a better place and ultimately and that's so abstract in general that it kind of can be the mission of an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old and that's where a lot of these ideas still come from honestly but for a long time and we've talked about this but for a long time I thought that that was going to be baseball was my delivery mechanism I thought that I would uh do well in a sport and have some sort of social affluence and 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 an impressionability to then direct social change or whatever cause I cared about. Um, at a certain crux, I realized that baseball wasn't the delivery mechanism, and the reasoning for why I switched to music, I really was dissecting why a lot in that in that time, and that's what helped me decide that music was something I needed to pursue, if that makes sense. So very top down, I got to that crux and was like, what kind of other skill, like baseball's not working out. What kind of other skills can I bring to the table that can offer the world something? What am I good at? What can I really lean into to make an impact, uh, separate myself and pursue mastery in something? Because I, I, I think that's been a theme my entire life. I've just been trying to be good at one thing. Um, in particular for a long time cool yeah so having having the why actually is very helpful to having justification and purpose to your missions do you think your why is ever going to change maybe i i don't know i hope i don't think so okay i don't think so but i can't i don't know about the future but because it's kind of hard to to have a grand vision for your life because it implies that you know what you're going to want in 10 years mm-hmm. or 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I I predict that when I have a family one day, my whys are going to completely flip-flop and it's going to be lo- way less focused on like, you know, making the world better and more about like making my kid better. Totally. Which I, is like kind of an avenue to that because the, the kids are the world in the yeah, future. But I think that's like a super important part about being a parent 
is is actually prioritizing. I think you should do that if you have kids. But that's why I've been on the fence for so long about, or I actually haven't been on the fence. I just acknowledge that I might be on the fence later about it if a, a girl in my life is impactful enough and really wants kids. Because I do think that when it's it's very hard to do both. It's very hard to be focused on your ch- child, which I think is super important, and focused on the world. Um, when you're a single 22-year-old, you can have aspirations to impact the world from an individual standpoint because ultimately it's a very – it's selfish and selfless in very different ways. And and what I mean by that is – and that, that, that attitude still transcends to um, having children. Like you are selfish about – giving your attention to your child you are selfless about giving it to your child if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. and so in the same way i'm very selfish about the fact that i want to give my attention to the world and very selfless about the fact that i want to give my attention to the world if that makes sense okay so i i guess what i was just getting at is that you can't it's hard to do both like you only have so much to give and so much you know energy to spend so i think you're totally right like if you if you were to have children that 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 flips on its head a, bit, a lot. Okay. I think it's probably not just with children but pretty much every major life decision mm-hmm. like is potentially going to change if you, you know, get a new career or move to a new spot or meet mm-hmm. new people. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's important for people to be open to having their why changing. Like Having a static why I think is pretty bad. I, I think um, I agree at some level there because what I think is very empowering for me as a musician is the ability that I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I need to be a musician. I feel like this is a good thing for me to do, but if I'm going to impact the world through furniture in 10 years, I'm okay with that. Or I'm going to impact the world for, through education in 20 years or I'm going to impact the world through architecture in five, I think that's all fine. But the macro perspective stays the same. Okay. If that makes sense. And those these, these littler initiatives along the way are just part of this unfolding story trying to pursue this grander vision. And I love music and think that mastery is important to getting on to a certain level, at a certain level, whatever, I, I guess we can kind of dissect that, but I think we all can kind of understand what we mean by getting on or I don't know what you know, that making it, quote unquote, um, reaching a certain level of social affluence and or financial freedom to an, an impressionability that people look at you and say, oh, that's this person. I know that person. This is, this is. Uh, Are you talking about fame? I, I, it, that's part of it for sure, but. Uh, basically the 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 freedom and known knowingness so like fame and and affluence or sorry affluence and finance financial freedom in a certain area so like childish gambino is a good example i'm not sure how much you know about childish gambino but he got got popular as a musician and then was able to then transcend into um uh get back into acting because he was an actor too. He was on Community or, or something. I think he was, or Parks and Rec or something. Um, and was a writer at SNL. And then makes it as a musician. Then goes on to make Atlanta 
the FX series, which is a whole show. And you see that kind of model a lot if you study this, if you study that kind of like pattern. But like Kanye goes into clothing after he's made it in music. But I think it's important to do that first step. And that's, that's what I'm focused on right now as far as music is getting on with music on, quote unquote, and then letting the like letting the wind blow me to my next destination and music always is a part of the picture but now I have more freedom to choose and I don't think like because and the reason I mention this is because I don't think you can reach that level of social affluence fame money whatever without focus like you can you can't just do five things all at once and expect to be popular at all five things mm-hmm or, okay. expect, or expect to be known for all five things. I think you have to have one thing that is your main focus that you dedicate your main attention to. Okay. Yeah. So I don't want to make this too much about you specifically, but mm-hmm. talk to me about the relationship you have with like fame or getting on or whatever you want to call it and then connecting that to your overall mission. So, so this is an important part of the overall mission is – I kind of want to have an a sole episode about fame because I think it's so like it, it's so vast and it's it, it's a complex topic for us to rationalize. We like, don't have to talk about it right now, then. Yeah, um, but my what I'll say now is that I feel it's a bad thing for people. I think fame is a really bad thing for people, but I think um, at a certain level, I feel like I have enough gifts and or um, opportunities in this world to make an impact at a really high level. And thus I should pursue it despite the things that are bad that come with it. And that it's almost like a cross to bear. And, and this sounds so weird and so entitled. And I sound I, like- I think you're preposterous. Yeah, I, I sound super egotistical. But my point is, is like having more people in an environment where you're making good means more impact. If that makes sense, so if you're if you're if you're if you're um, making this environment better, if the room gets bigger, you're just affecting more people. Is how I think about it. Uh huh. Yeah, it, it it definitely gets gets tricky, but we don't have to talk about it now. Yeah. Um, I would do want to talk about like the specificity of your why, not you specifically, but mm-hmm. in general, like how specific should you be with your why. Yours personally is like really, really vague and that yeah. allows you to kind of like flip flop around to different fields as you see you can make the most impact in. Mm-hmm. But I think there there's also a lot of benefit in being really specific about exactly which problems in the world you're trying to fix or which people you're trying to influence. And it if, uh, if your why is super vague, I think it's easy to fall into the trap of not actually being actionable because mm-hmm. for a lot of people who who maybe think differently uh, you know make in, make the world better than how you found it is completely unactionable advice seriously yeah so talk to me about how you think about that so i think i think of i uh, i kind of touched on it but i i think about why like a, a overhanging why like the roof of this whole thing and that's this vague sort of abstract concept I've cooked up. And then there are tons of little whys that are hierarchical or hierarchical, hierarchical. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that word right now. 
Um, but there's tons of little whys that kind of make up the rest of my decisions. So I touched on this at the beginning of the episode too. I don't know how far that tree goes down. I think that you should be asking why on every level. So, you know, why do I eat this food? Why did I eat it with my fork in my right hand versus my left hand? I don't know if you should ask that question, right? But knowing why you eat this food and asking yourself, why is my diet consist of this is an important question because I think it tells you a lot about what you're prioritizing. So for example, like if you're eating shit and you then ask why, you're, you're saying that I don't value this currently. My actions don't say that I value um, a health in, in my diet, but that is a good directive to then maybe switch your diet if you, if you decide that, oh, but I do actually care. My actions just haven't been, I haven't been setting myself up for success. Like my actions have differed from what I actually care about. So something I just thought about is maybe it's more important to ask why not instead of why, especially for like the diet example. Because if someone's eating like shit and then you ask them why, they're just going to say because it tastes good. They're not going to have the insight to say like, oh, because I don't care about myself. Like like that's not how people think. Okay. Okay. If, if you said like, why do you not eat healthfully? You know, that that's a much more actionable question. Or, Mm. or if you do eat healthfully, why do you not eat sugar? Okay. Um, I guess it kind of frames the question in a more answerable way or it leads to more insights in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Help me out here because I feel like this is something that just works. It works for me. And, and I don't know if RG three even intended this for himself. Like, I don't know if this is the model he was following. For example, I just heard this on a television show and suddenly cooked up this major plan to be intentional about all that I do. Hmm. And, and, um, I don't know how actionable it can be for others. So uh, what I want your help with is figuring out how it can be more actionable for people. So there's this amazing talk by a guy named Brett Victor who was a designer at Apple for most of his career and works a lot with um, climate change reform. And um, he's like, he's a super genius in terms of... um, this, the field of design and interfaces specifically. Okay. Um, and his talk is called Inventing on Principle. And the thesis of his talk is that the people who have the most impact in the world, um, they have very specific whys. And they, they, they see a problem in the world and then everything they do in their life related to that problem is like directly focused back to kind of solving this problem that a lot of people don't even see as a problem. Mm. Um, so his personal um, innovation path is trying to solve the feedback loop uh, in creative spaces. Okay. Um, and he's been able to make some really, really interesting um, ideas and, and projects. And he has this whole like augmented reality thing, which is super cool, which plans to optimize um, creative spaces. But what he was getting at in that talk and he gave a bunch of examples that I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, you, you have to, you have to have like a core principle that drives everything else in a, in an actionable way. And I guess all of those principles fall under the umbrella of trying to make the world a better place. 
but they do it in a very constrained way. They try to make the world a better place by doing X. Yeah. Yeah. By, in his case, you know, increasing feedback loops and creativity. Right. And other people who he gave the example of, um, um, one of them was with a guy who created copy paste, um, on on computers. Okay. (laughs) And his personal why was to, um, remove these things called modes, which are in a lot of like text editing platforms. So he said people should never be stuck in a mode and not know how to get out. So that was a very constrained design principle that when people are using interfaces, you should never have commands that are inaccessible to you based on what mode you're in. Every command should be accessible. So this is getting into the weeds a little bit, but the main principle <laughs> is um, have a specific why, and then it's so much easier to, to make change in the world because everything you do leads to that back to that one thing. I like that. I like that a lot. It feels, it feels, um, it feels good to hear that because I think that sometimes even I, with this abstract idea of what my, why feel like I could be more intentional and more, more directed with my focus. So maybe that's a good opportunity even for myself to take. Yeah. I I don't, I don't think you're on a, on a bad path at all, but I, I'm not inside of your brain. I don't know how you're planning on using music to make the world a better place. That's that's right. kind of a, a leap in my mind, but right. it's not you know out of the realm of possibility at all. It just has to be done intentionally, right? And not like for the fame, which is right. the conversation we avoided successfully. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for I can I can get into it a little bit. Actually, I think it might be interesting. Um, music one is transcendent. It's the language we all speak. It's something we don't necessarily understand even if it's in um but we we can kind of understand it at the same time even if it's in another language um four on the floor beat makes you move your body period regardless of culture and influence um at least in my experience i think i think that's the case but my i guess especially in this time and and where we're so connected to the world or so connected to the earth we get to share ideas and make people feel things in a way that we didn't have access to necessarily before or or at least now it's so accessible it's um the 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 access is is so prevalent so that being a language we all speak i i i really focus on the production of music because the the sonics is what you you hear and feel and the lyrics is something more like it's like almost like a different approach to to what I'm trying to get at. And it only affects a smaller group of people that speak English per se. So on that note, what I want to do with music is lead people to more love. And, and I want to lead people to more um, more transparency in their own emotions and self-awareness. And I and help people get through things that they experience by sharing my story. And, and I think there's just a lot of power in music and that a lot of people can be positively affected because they heard music or be exposed to a new idea because they heard this music or they can cry, cry the cry that they needed to cry because they're finally alone in their bedroom and they turn on the right song. Um, so I want, I want to be sort of a channel for that. And I want to, um, more personally, like inspire my fellow creators, um, to make more art. 
I want to um, inspire creativity in the world, hopefully, through my process. And yeah, I think that's that encapsulates the majority of what I, I thought of when I kind of took the leap into music. And I, I still keep front of mind, by the way, like that's, that is something I remind myself of a lot, mm-hmm. that it's intentional. Um, do you see any holes in, in knowing your why? Do you see any holes in being intentional about every single thing in your life? Well, you could take it too far and become neurotic. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's anything wrong with the principle of having a reason to do things. Um, I, I think there's something to be said for not having a why sometimes. Okay. And it's not that having a why is bad, but sometimes if you have too many reasons to do something, you're 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 over justifying it and you're mm. thinking too much about it. Like rationality kind of has diminishing returns. Yeah, and if I agree. You don't have. I guess something to balance that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that could be dangerous, but I I don't really have anything specific. Yeah, I think that I think that in a lot of ways, like I want to be careful because I don't want to be. At the end of the day, we're just sharing our story, but I don't want to be prescriptive in any way. Like I'm just saying that this is something that works for me, and I don't really understand all the ins outs and potential downfalls or traps of of this concept. All mm-hmm. I know is that. Me adopting a concept like no, you're knowing my why has allowed me to be more intentional in a lot of things, and I have gotten a lot of fulfillment out of that. Um, and I think for anybody that's unsure of their purpose, I think this is a really good place to start with yeah. asking yourself, Well, it is your purpose, yeah, ultimately. How do you make sure that the things that you do day to day are actually building up to your purpose, your why? Oh, uh, this is something we talked about too, but I I designed my perfect days around my why. Yeah. So that's how. Okay. I took the approach of, and just for context, I took the approach of what is my overarching mission? What are the little whys in between? And now how can I set up my day incrementally to work towards that and or um, live that? Cool. So like, well, I said that backwards. I want to live that and or work towards to living that. So as long as I'm working towards my why, I feel really validated in my day-to-day. And it, it provides a layer of fulfillment of a higher purpose that I, like, it's just fruitful. I get a lot out of that. I get a lot out of pursuing something I feel vindicated about. Hmm. And I think that, on this earth work all kind of pretty meaningless and that our life may or may not matter. But in that, that's, that's, that's a good thing because then we had the opportunity to have our own purposes and, and, and make our own purposes. And because we're thinking things, we can come up with these grand purposes and provide layers of fulfillment that, um, I think are not there. Uh, keeping in mind that you may or may, may not have a purpose. So like if you don't have a purpose, you're not getting this layer of fulfillment is what I'm trying to say. Um, but we have this opportunity where you can make your own purpose. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of the point. Do you think that there is a hierarchy of purposes and some purposes are better or more, more um, 
more important than other people's purposes? Well, I think you can qualify anything and quantify it too. And I think that 80,000 hours is a really good place to start if you're trying to. But at the end of the day, I don't, I think it's like the individual is like, are, are, are some people better than other people? Like, I don't know. No, I'm not, not really where I was going with that. Like, Maybe I don't understand. Yeah, I, I worded that weirdly. Um, You're saying, are, are were you asking, are some purposes better than other purposes? Yeah, like if, if you're trying to decide what the purpose is for your life, does it actually matter what you choose or does simply choosing something and working towards it give you, you know, the benefit in the long run? That's what I'm trying to say is that, that I think just simply choosing something and going for it is is the layer of fulfillment regardless. Yeah, so, so I don't stress about what the purpose is, I don't think. No, but I, I'm just saying find yeah. out. Find, like, yeah. have and, one. But you might not know. Like, yeah, I think it's important to just get started and then change your purpose along the way. Like, don't right. have, you don't have to have a static purpose no, and invent no, no. on principle for the rest of your life of all time. Like, right. I mean, especially if you choose something, like, broad enough, like, you can just kind of float back and forth and, and live your life the way you want to live it mm-hmm. and then still be making progress towards this long-term thing. It doesn't have to be, you know, written down in stone, right. like super, super intentional. Right. And, and I guess, I guess to that vein, you have to be open to the idea of your own change and open to the idea of other people and, and laying an impression on you that shifts your thought process. Cause that could be a positive thing hmm. and, and constantly reevaluating, um, your purpose which is, I guess, a, another part of this conversation of knowing your why is, you know, it, my why is constantly under trial in my mind. And I'm con- th- to speak to this note of constantly be opening, to open to the other ideas entering. Um, my, my why is constantly on trial so that I am constantly questioning myself and saying, is, is this a good why? Am I happy with this why? Am I happy with this direction? Can I can I do something else? Can I do something better? But while I'm questioning, it's still there. And so my why is vindicated more because I question it so much. And if it was the wrong way, I have opportunities along the way every time, every time I'm questioning to then shift that focus and shift that why. Yeah. That's why I think most people should should tend towards being specific mm-hmm. in their in their whys because it's hard to disprove something that's so broad, like mm-hmm. make the world better. Right. But I'm, 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 I'm more focusing on these littler ones in between, like is music the right way? Okay. D- you know what I mean? Like, like the macro one's going to stay there. That's that one's pretty and like static. Pretty much everyone has the same why like at the highest level. Yeah. I think the macro one is like super static, but music is, is music the right avenue for me to be pursuing this? And I'm, I'm, I'm constantly reevaluating that mm-hmm. constantly. Um, I ask myself why a lot, uh, because I've adopted this principle, but it's it's also it's just like a for loop, <laughs> like forever, forever. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else though. What about you? I'm thinking. I don't think so. I think I think I'm trying to get to the point here, and the point is being intentional. That why knowing your why or asking yourself why can lead you to a grand, a grander purpose or. Um, greater intentionality in your life in general, right? But asking so um, constantly and sort of recursively can 
uh, be really beneficial. It, you may be able to take it too far. We kind of got to that mm-hmm. too. But I feel I feel vindicated in my day-to-day because of this grand purpose that I have. And I think that starts with asking myself why I do the things I do. And that's, that's kind of the point and why I wanted to bring this yeah. up. Just imagine what your life would be like if you didn't ever ask yourself that. Oh my gosh. Like I wouldn't. Yeah. No, that's, that's crazy. I would be on a completely different trajectory. I, I bet. Yeah. I probably would have never pivoted from baseball. I probably would be like playing minor league ball and like have a broken hip nice. and like <laughs> make $800 a month. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't think that some whys are necessarily always better. Cause that, that could be a fulfilling why. It's just, right. I'm, I'm glad that you're here, here now. Me too. Me too. Um, so ask yourself why. And uh, the first thing, first step and ask yourself why is, why. no, I'm kidding. I was trying to tie it to like our social media, but it didn't work out. I apologize. It's close. I, I tried. First step, where, where can they find us? <laughs> we are on Twitter and Instagram at living every now. Um, in, livingevernow.com yeah. is our website. Yeah, Discord. There's a Discord in the links below. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you, Will. Yeah, you too. Bye, guys. Bye.